0: Hello and welcome to the program. I'm your host, Neil Howard, here on Health Professional Radio. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment. In this segment, we're going to be speaking with Dr. Amy Krambeck. She's joining us here as a urologist at Northwestern Memorial Hospital and also as professor of urology at Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine. She's joining us to discuss BPH and the latest advancement in treatment options. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Krambeck. Thank you for taking the time this morning.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me and uh, for allowing me to talk about something that I'm very passionate about.
0: Give us a bit of insight into what BPH is.
1: So BPH stands for benign prostatic hypertrophy and that is just the natural enlargement of the prostate as men age. Mm-hmm. So much like your nose and your ears, that get bigger every year of your life while well, your prostate gets bigger too. And when you urinate, you urinate through the center of the prostate so that enlargement starts to constrict down on that urinary tube and makes it more and more difficult uh, to relieve Mm -hmm. yourself and to empty your bladder.
0: Is that the only symptom that uh, someone would experience or are there other symptoms to uh, let you know that there's a problem?
1: Yeah, so it, it can really take two paths. Uh, one path is where it just becomes more and more difficult to urinate. The stream gets slower. um, You notice that you're urinating less often and you feel uncomfortable, like you, you're not relieving yourself. And that's, that's more of retention. You're holding the urine in. Things are starting to give out. Uh, the other pathway, which I think brings people to the doctor more quickly, is the irritative symptoms, like I'm going every hour, Um, I'm not urinating that much each time I go. Sometimes I might wet my pants. If I can't get to a bathroom in time, I'm getting up four or five times a night. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really adversely affecting their quality of life. And so those men will often come to the physician earlier. Um, Both are just as severe. Uh, They just seem to take two different paths.
0: Should all men expect to have some type of enlarged prostate in their lifetime? Is this something that is guaranteed as a man?
1: Well, unfortunately, it is extremely common. So the vast majority of men are going to experience it. Uh, about 50% of men in their 50s have symptoms related to enlarged prostate and 80% of men in their 80s have symptoms. So it definitely affects most
0: men. So what what are the go-to treatment options once uh, you've been diagnosed?
1: Well, I think step one is is to talk about it. A lot of men... Uh, we'll go to the physician, they'll get their PSA checked and their rectal exam but they won't share that they're having these symptoms and the physician won't know about it so you need to tell them. Um, most of the time they will start with medication to see if that helps um, but uh, sometimes medication doesn't help or people don't want to take medications because of the side effects so they opt for a surgical intervention. Uh, There's office based therapies that last for a short period of time and then there's surgical interventions that should last last the rest of your lifetime. Um, I perform one of the surgical interventions called HOLUP which is a laser enucleation of the prostate.
0: You mentioned talking about it, men not talking about the symptoms that they're having even though they're having their PSA checked and they're having rectal exams. So uh, you can have these symptoms. But a physician can check you rectally and your PSA can come up negative and you can still have a problem?
1: Yes. And I think what we don't do a good job as physicians educating our patients on what it is we're actually doing. So when we do the rectal exam and we check the PSA, all we're doing is screening for prostate cancer. Uh, we're not assessing for benign prostatic enlargement or BPH. BPH is something you will tell me about. You need to tell me about your symptoms so that I can help you. And I think a lot of men just feel like, oh, well, my PSA was fine. My rectal was fine. There's nothing wrong with me. I just need to live with this. And that's not the case.
0: Tell us a bit more about the, the HOLEP procedure. Um, how invasive is it and what is the uh, the timeline for recovery?
1: It's been around for a long time, but the laser technology has improved significantly. So um, it requires a general anesthetic, but it usually takes around one hour to perform. The prostate's completely enucleated, and oftentimes the patients can go home the same day without a Mm -hmm. catheter, which is great. Um, We ask them not to do any exercising or heavy lifting for one week. At the end of a week, um, they may do half their normal exercising for another week, and by two weeks, they can be back to all their normal exercising. They feel really good, you know, within 24 to 48 hours after surgery, no pain medication, um, really easy to get back to work and get back to their normal life. And the great thing is that the surgery should last their lifetime. They should never need another procedure or medication for their prostate. Uh, because of how this procedure is performed.
0: Tell us a little bit more about how the laser technology has advanced. You mentioned no uh, painkillers post surgery. Uh, is that one of the advancements with this laser technology? Was there a, a need for narcotics?
1: Yeah, so. Um you know, with the old-fashioned roto router or the TURP where they scraped out uh, the prostate, some patients would require narcotics um, because there was a, quite a bit of charring and burning. Um, with the newer lasers, um, like the the new MOSES technology or the, the Holmium laser technology, the laser energy is dispersed. So you get very little deep penetration so you don't get that throbbing and aching of the, the mm-hmm. prostate that you may feel if you had a, a different type of surgery. The only complaint patients really have is some burning with urination and as uh, we give them like ibuprofen for that and that usually goes away within a few days to weeks after surgery. Um, so it's not like your traditional surgery where you hurt and you ache and you can't walk and you can't move. It's nothing like that at all. Uh, at worst, it's burning with urination that goes away.
0: Have there been many concerns with sexual function post-procedure uh, over the course of a patient's lifetime?
1: Yes, a great question. So with the hole up surgery, it will not affect a man's erections. Uh, it will not affect his ability to climax an orgasm but he will not see the semen come out anymore. So the volume of the ejaculate decreases significantly. And the reason that is, is that um, expulsion of ejaculation requires pressure. There has to be a high pressure system moving the ejaculate to a lower pressure area, which is outside the body. When I do this surgery, I'm creating a very low pressure system. So the ejaculate just sits there. And the next time uh, the man goes to the bathroom, he pees it out. Uh, So that's a big change that they have to accept um, going into any procedure that's going to open up their channel.
0: Is there anything else that you'd like to add before I ask for a website where we can uh, get some more information?
1: I think that the take home point from men is that uh, they need to do their research. Uh, Don't accept these symptoms as normal um, changes in aging because it's not normal and you need to speak to your physician about it and then research the different surgical procedures or treatment options available to you so that you're fully informed before you go forward with a procedure. Um, As far as websites, I would recommend two websites. Uh, The Northwestern website is wwwnmorg backslash urology. Or my personal website, which is www.drcrambeck.com.
0: Well, Dr. Crambeck, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, giving us this information. I'm looking forward to another conversation with you.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It was great speaking with you
0: today. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Amy Krambeck. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.